There we go. All right, we're good. Okay, so what were some of your influences that helped impact your maybe saving and investing and how you spend your money? Okay. When, when I first got out of college, I worked at two or three different jobs. And I didn't like any of them. <laughs> I, I, I went to bed on Friday night dreading Monday morning because I had to go to work. Then, but I was active in the community and, and I, I got involved in, in community projects, primarily through the JCs at that time. Okay. And, and during that time, one of the people I met was Ben Hyde. And Ben owned the local bank. And be, because of all the community involvement I was involved in, he wanted me to come to work for the bank. Okay. I didn't even ask for the job. <laughs> he came to me one night. And I, I, I was really struggling in my job. And I, <clears throat> I knew in the first five minutes I'd take the job. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so... Ben taught me the banking business, but he also taught me money management. Like budgeting and... Budgeting and, right, you know, and, and, and the terms in banking. Yeah. The terms in money management, not, not necessarily personal money, but the, the terms in return on assets and okay. return on... Kind of investing in it. Investing, yes. Yeah. And and what and what banks do to make money. And so <clears throat> I, I worked for Ben for a number of years and I and a lot of this is probably unnecessary stuff. That's all right. But <laughs> but we'll see. But at one time Back in the 1978, I started to work for Ben in 1972. In 1978, I was named president of the local bank. Wow. And I was the youngest bank president in the state of Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I worked at that job until 1982 when I transferred to St. Joseph. Okay. To a bank that was twice as big as the one in Oh, Houston. geez. <laughs> and and the, the bank in Princeton was a agricultural bank, 100%. Oh, okay. And in 1980s, the ag economy really tanked. And so... I I moved at just exactly the right time. Sounds like it. <laughs> yeah. And and so that that's probably enough about me. But one of the things that that I I learned fairly fairly quickly is to to save some money. 
you know, you, back then we didn't have, well, that was, that was just when 401ks started. Okay. Where you could put money back. For tax, retirement. And tax deferred. You couldn't do it tax free at that time. It's tax deferred. And, but you didn't pay tax on it until you took it out. And so that's what I'm living on now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so at that time, if, if I put in 3% of my salary, the bank would put in 3%. They'd match it. Yeah. And that was fairly common. For the bank to match? Yeah. Back when, when the 401k started, you know, maybe it, maybe it was 1% or 2%, you know, if you, if you'd put in, if you'd put in 5%, they'd put in two. Yeah. This, this thing, you could put in up to 10% of your salary. Oh, okay. But the the bank would just match 3%, no matter, no matter how much you put in. So, so one of the things that I learned real quick is, you know, if, if I didn't do that, I was losing three percent raise. Yeah, so <laughs> that's a, so, kind of free money there, right? So, so I always put in. No matter where I worked, I always put in. Whatever, the maximum they would match. Okay. Yeah. And and I tried to put in more, but I always put in, a minimum of the, of the well, maximum they would match. There you go. So. And and after after that, after I got started in that program, every year in January we normally got a raise. Mm-hmm. Well, I tried to put in the percentage of that raise. Okay. So so if I got a if I got a two percent raise, instead of putting in three percent from the year before, I'd put in five percent. Okay. You know, and, and try to and try to increase that every year, along with your raises. Yes, along with the raises, and and uh, <clears throat> you know, then then after I I worked in the banking business for twenty two or three years, and then I switched to the investment business. Because the bank sold, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't want to switch, but my my job went away. Yeah, you know, I was president of the bank, so they they brought in their own people. Yeah, the people that yeah. bought it. So I so I went work for A. G. Edwards, and A. G. Edwards is a investment company headquartered in St. Louis, a very good company. They they were voted one of the top. Ten companies in the United States for being good to their employees. Oh, that'd be nice. <laughs> right. And and there's another company headquartered in St. Louis that is still that way, and that's Edward Jones, another brokerage firm. Yeah. A. G. Edwards sold out to Wachovia Bank. Oh. Okay. And Wachovia sold out to Wells Fargo, and so it's there you just go. yeah. It, it, but but anyway, Ed Jones is is still a very good company that way, and and but A. G. Edwards put in more money into 
our investment account, our 401k, oh, okay. than anybody else in the industry did. Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah, it is. That, <laughs> and, and really, that's those, those years that I worked for A.G. Edwards have, have been primarily what made it possible for us to retire and live comfortably. Yeah. Uh, because A.G. Edwards just took such good care of us. You know, I put in money too. Yeah. I put in the really, what, I, I don't remember the percentage, but I, I was probably putting in those years, I was probably putting in 10% of my salary. In, okay. In, in, in that, and A.G. Edwards is probably putting in more than that. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> so, so part of, part of that story is being able to work for the right company. You finding know, the right job. Right, <laughs> finding the right job. First, you have to find a job that you like, because if you, no matter how good the company is, if you don't like what you're doing, it doesn't make any difference. What do you think, like, what do you think you liked about working for those, for the bank and then working for... Well, one of the things I learned about the bank and from Ben Hyde was that, that in in about every business you work in you you're dealing with a commodity mm-hmm. you know the the job you're in your commodity is pizza yeah and and the job your dad works in your the commodity is equipment trucks yeah and your your mom works in insurance well the good thing about the banking business is your commodity is money <laughs> and and money, everybody wants money. Of course. You know, <laughs> they do. And and you don't, and, and I'm not saying to, this to be smart or, or prejudicial, but you, you don't deal with people that are hard to deal with. You think? You I know? thought you think... You would think if you're working at a bank, you'd deal with a lot of people that are real frugal. That doesn't make it mean they're hard to deal with, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I can see that. You know, I and and I I don't want you to put this in the in your report, but you you don't deal with the dregs of society. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you deal with you deal with good people, and. You know, some of them are very, very frugal. Yeah. And they're hard to get along with about their money. <laughs> and, but that doesn't, you know, you're, you're there to handle their money. And yeah. So they're going to be, they're going to be nice to you. Because they're, they're frugal and they want their money. That's exactly so. right. They want, they want somebody they trust to handle their money. And if they can't trust you, they won't stay with you. Exactly. Now, the banking business now is a lot different than it was in the 1970s, 80s, and 90s when, when I worked in it. Yeah. <clears throat> because it's primarily controlled by Wall Street. 
Yeah. Back, back then, it was primarily controlled by local ownership. Mm -hmm. And so we wanted to take care of the local people. You know, we, and, and, and you know, the banks still donate a lot of money in yeah. the communities. And, uh, but, but here in St. Joseph, American National Bank donated hundreds of thousands of dollars every year in the community. Yeah. United Way and, and other, other things. But, yeah. Uh, and, and I'm sure U.S. Bank, which is, is the company that ended up owning the company that I worked for. Okay. It, it went through quite a few changes by the yeah. time it got there. But, but they're, they're not active in the community. Nobody in town, I shouldn't say nobody, but very few people in town can tell you who the head people at U.S. Bank are. I can't. <laughs> but, but everybody knew who was the head of American National Bank. Okay. <laughs> you know, back, the, the people that depended yeah. on it. So, so that's, that's kind of the overall thing. But, you know, you always want to invest in your retirement account. But you also need to invest in money that if you if you have to buy a new transmission for your car, yeah, you don't have to go out and borrow the money to do it or put it on a credit card. You've got it. You've got a reserve fund, and and I th I I th you know you you might you might not be able to do this to begin with, but you probably. Your goal ought to be to stick 10% of your your paycheck in savings. Yeah, right now I'm I'm putting uh, 40%. Yeah, well that's great. But you, but <laughs> I you, don't have bills. You don't have you don't have rent to pay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you and you don't have to buy all of your meals. Yeah, and you don't have kids to support. <laughs> yeah, I don't have grandchildren to spoil. Right. Yeah, so. But but if you start if you start saving money when you're young, you'll continue. You know, that's even what I, even when things get tight. Yeah, and, that's and what they I'm will. To... They'll they'll get tight. You know, you you there'll there'll probably be a period in your career where you'll lose a job or you'll quit or you'll be unemployed for six weeks. Yeah. You, you gotta have some way to live during those times. Exactly. And and so you need to you need to save money and uh, <clears throat> you know it, and this is probably probably something you don't necessarily want to put in your report either but but one thing that that we have always done is we've always given ten percent to the church mm -hmm. and and you give 10% to church and you give 10% to yourself and you live on the other 80%. And yeah. I think that's a pretty good rule. I like it. <laughs> you know, people, people say they can't afford to give 10% to church, but you know, whether you, wh whether you, if you give the, the first 10%, you've got a hundred percent of what's left. Yeah. You know, and so if you, that 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 just that's just our personal feeling. I got gotcha. you. 
<laughs> so, uh, but, but I think you can keep talking. I I think, and this this again is just my personal f- belief. Yeah, is that that if you give ten percent to God first. He, he's going to make sure you're taken care of. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> you know, your your teacher may not agree with that statement. So. Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> so it might be best to leave it out. But <laughs> um, we can just start. We can kind of wrap it up on my last question. Okay. Um, I've seen a bunch of sources while researching my topic that say two out of three Americans. Uh, live paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. And what if if you were living, and that, I mean, that includes people that make millions of dollars a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the percentage is probably lower, but I've seen sources where if you're making $40,000 a year, you can, you can live, like, not paycheck on paycheck, and then there's people that are making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, a year that are living paycheck to paycheck. So what is something you would look at and uh, aim to fix? If you were living paycheck to paycheck, making like a comfortable, like we'll say $80,000 a year. Well, chances are they've got large credit card bills. Credit card debt? Yeah, or student loan debt or, or something. Yeah, something, so, you know, a large expense. A large expense that they have to make every month. You know, and I, and, and I have to admit, you know, with her, the, the situation we're in now, I, I have to draw, I have Social Security, but I have to draw out of my retirement account. But yeah. That's what it's for, mm-hmm. but at the same time, the, the main thing I draw money out for is credit card debt. Yeah. I, you know, I, I just kind of live off credit cards, and then, and then at the end of every off. month, I have to pay. Yeah. <laughs> so, so credit card and student loan debt are two of the major things that most people need to correct. You know, if you... Exactly. If, if you... If you're going to put something on a credit card, make sure you've got a plan to pay it off. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, I, you know, student loan debt. My my feeling about that is that's an investment. You know, you're making an investment in, mm-hmm. in student loans. You know, if you if you get a these these young people that get doctors doctorate degree mm-hmm. might very well have well over $100,000 in student oh, loan yeah. debt and and I don't you know just a regular BS degree I expect <laughs> could very well have 50,000 yeah t- today and we and and Lynn and I had student loan debt when we graduated mm-hmm. and and it was before Student loans were popular. Yeah, my my dad went to the bank with me, and we borrowed the money, but he had to co-sign it. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, we went to the same guy that gave me the job, though. Oh yeah. We went to Ben Hyde, and Ben loaned me the money. 
So, so he's been an awfully important person in my yeah. life. <laughs> and, and he just died last month. Oh. He was 87, I think. So, so anyway, I, I think managing credit card debt, and I throw student loan debt in with that, is, is one, one of the things that nearly everybody needs to address. And, I, and I've got to say, your parents have done an awfully good job. <laughs> they don't have student loan debt. I mean, they don't have credit card debt. Yeah. They just don't. They don't use credit cards. Just use debit cards. Yep. And so they may, they may tend to live paycheck to paycheck, but they're not paying off a bunch of old debt for something they bought four years ago. Yeah. <laughs> so. What is your, like, would you look at, because I think it's, it's pretty popular with, uh, like younger people in their 20s, um, people that go out and party and uh, go out and um, just, I was going to, like in my words, just kind of use, like just like waste their money, kind of like, oh, well, it, it does look cool if I buy this new phone or if I uh, buy this new car. Like, would you, would you look at that as a, as a, as a problem as well? I do. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think just your priorities, where you spend your money, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you know, I, I certainly in in today's world, I can't, I might have trouble relating to what young people want to spend their <laughs> money on, but nearly everybody's got a thousand dollar telephone now. Yeah, you know, and. <laughs> and uh, and partying and drinking and and uh, and the social life, you know, everybody everybody's going to spend some money on their on their yeah on their social life. But you've got to be able to control that. that. And uh, and the <clears throat> the more the more you date and get involved in in uh, other people's lives you're going to spend money on them yeah you know <laughs> and, and so you know you can't you can't just be so frugal that you don't do that you know yeah. you, you, you won't you won't have many friends if you <laughs> <laughs> at least girlfriends but but I'll have more money <laughs> you'll have more money but that uh you know, you know, you've just you've just got to manage your money. You know, one of the things and I do not do this. I never have done this. But one of the things that that I've heard in the courses I've taken on money management is in your in your personal spending, if you buy everything you can with cash instead of a debit card or a credit card. Yeah. You know, they're primarily talking about debit cards, though. Things that that you, you spend money on every day. Yeah. Well, if, if, you, if you have to dig in your pocket and pull out 
a $20 bill, that's harder to do than put it on a debit card. You never think about it when you sign your name. Yeah. But if you have to hand somebody a $20 bill, you think about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and so that's just a little secret that that I think can help you. I think so, <laughs> but I also think that I would, if I wasn't, uh, I feel like it'd be harder to keep track. It, well, it, because right now I can I can go on my phone real fast and see every like on my bank app I can see every purchase I've done with my debit card. Yes. And how much it was and when it was, and so I think that I yeah. I really like that. I really yeah. like being able to make sure. Yeah. See, I know where it's going. See that that's one thing that I don't relate to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. I think that's good if you do that, but if you if you just sign a if you just sign a form and put your pen yeah. number in, you never think about it again. I can see that. <laughs> well, I think we'll wrap it up here. Okay. Thank you for the awesome interview. <laughs> well, that that. Uh,